Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And boy, do we have an invincible one to reintroduce you to today. Carol Vandenhenda is the award-winning author of Orchid Blooming and Goodbye Orchid. She's also a speaker, global marketer, digital strategist, climate reality leader, and board trustee. One secret to her good fortune? Her humorous husband and twins who prove that love really does conquer all. Oh my gosh, Carol, welcome back to the She's Invincible podcast. I am so excited to have you with us again and so much fun. Uh, Before we started recording, Carol and I had a conversation that was such an aha moment that She was with us on episode 35, you guys. We are now at episode 143. Wow, we have a lot to talk about. So when Carol was with us before, she had just launched her first book, Goodbye Orchid. And believe it or not, we are almost within days of a two-year anniversary where we are here again to to share all of her greatness with you and, and just catch up. I mean, I feel like we're having a reunion and that we're going to catch up right now and you're all going to get to listen about what's been going on over the last two years. So Carol, welcome, welcome, my friend. It is such an honor to have you back. Cammy, it is a privilege to be with you again. This is so much fun. And congratulations, 140-something episodes. You are a podcast goddess. <laughs> oh, you are too kind. I still don't feel like a podcast goddess, but I'm getting there. And, and you know what? <laughs> One conversation at a time, we are impacting and changing the world, and we are offering hope and inspiration to women everywhere. And I'm just so passionate about that. And I'm so grateful to have you here to be a part of that as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? Oh my gosh, Cammie, those are such big questions and I love them. How I got to where I am today. I mean, listen, there's so much to go over. I feel like if I were to summarize it though, I would say it really is this belief in that I can reinvent myself over time. Because I started out of undergrad as an engineering major, worked in digital technologies, then got my MBA, worked in marketing. I ran brands like famous brands like M&M's and Twix for 15 years in the U.S. and in China. 
then I have had this wonderful career now in strategy and insights. And yet there's also such amazing parts of my life, like coming full circle around my love of literature to being a published author. And now next week, it's going to be multi-published author, um, plus being a speaker, a board of trustee member, climate reality leader, as you said. And all of that, I think, is because um, not being afraid to say, I can try new things. That just because you pick one path, that is not the path forever. I think that's what got me to where I am. I love that. I could try new things. That is a new thought for a lot of people, especially women, right? Because they feel like they have this role that they play and that they have these responsibilities. And that's true. But you still can try new things. And I love that. I love that you said that. And Oh my gosh. So you have your first book. And since we, we talked when it had initially launched, but oh my gosh, I've been watching the awards come in. Oh, I'm so excited about that. And I would love to have you talk about that a little bit as well. But first let's, let's tell our listeners what makes you invincible. You know, it's so hard to boil it down, but I do think some themes that really come through that are strong for me is this idea of perseverance plus optimism. So sticking to something, but also keeping a mindset full of gratitude and optimism has been incredibly helpful for me. I love it. Oh my gosh. And you're setting the stage because today we're going to talk about inspiring hope and empathy and resilience. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I know just from what I know of your story, that resilience has played a huge part in you overcoming and, and staying on track with your dreams and your goals. And I can't wait for you to share. So let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners about this. Let's first talk about inspiring hope and empathy. Let's go there first. What is that all about? Why is that important? Yeah, Cammy, it's such a great question. And it really came about because I asked myself the question that I ask others when they ask me to help them with personal brand and thinking about what they stand for. I love to ask people the inspiring purpose question. What's the reason you do what you do beyond the obvious profit and functional purposes? And when I asked myself that question, as I was starting down the publication route, it became really clear to me that I aim to inspire hope and empathy for people and planet. And the different things I do in my life, whether it be my corporate career, my speaking, my climate reality leadership, or my authorship, all build to creating that as a reality. And I, it really fills me with energy. Because one of the top questions I get from people is, how do you do it all? You are an executive, you're an author, you're a mom of twins. How do you fit all of that into 24 hours a day? And usually I have two answers. One is my husband is amazing and takes care of the laundry and the grocery shopping and tons of stuff to help me be the best person I can. And I dedicated my first book, Goodbye Orchid, to him. But secondly, I find the clarity of your inspiring purpose, the clarity of your why actually gives me more energy to do the things I love to do. When I'm clear that I can help others deepen empathy, find hope through the pages of Goodbye Orchid and Orchid Blooming or through my speaking, it actually gives me energy to do more of that instead of taking energy away. And I, it just 
opens up a whole new world. It's really thinking about um, a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. I love that. And I love what you're saying here about this gives you energy. We are so busy forcing ourselves to do things that we don't want to do that don't bring us joy. And they literally drain us like running on empty. And I feel like I want to say, Rage, throw your hands in the air if I'm speaking to you right in the crowd, because we do that because because we're not willing to try something new, which is what you started with. So just going back full circle there. Wow. So I'm going to ask you your question, Carol. What is the reason you do what you do? You know, I have to say it has been an amazing journey to become a published author because I see my reason and what I do in the readers I meet, the reviewers who give me feedback. And I hear two camps of feedback mainly, which give me so much, fill me with so much joy. One is people who have not faced the challenges that my characters face in my books. They, they face medical challenges. They face trauma. They face all kinds of obstacles. And people say, wow, I have never been in those shoes. I've never actually experienced that. But because I've seen it through your character's eyes, it has deepened my empathy. So that's incredibly meaningful. And then in addition, there's another group of people who say they've been through medical trauma or combat wounded veterans who were the ones who inspired Goodbye Orchid and Orchid Blooming say that they actually see themselves reflected on the pages of my books and that that gives them the feeling of being seen. And that is an incredible feeling to be able to touch people in that way, to help them feel seen or to help them deepen their empathy. I could not love that more because like, if you were to ask me the same question, I would say the same exact thing through the podcast is that we are bringing fierce female entrepreneurs like yourself and we're spotlighting all of your expert zone of genius and celebrating your success. But we're also pulling back the curtain and making it real and letting people see themselves in your journey so that they know they're not alone. It's not a lie. It really is difficult and you can do it, right? So it's so fun that you're doing that through your writing and, and we're doing that here through this podcast and through stories like people like you. I just, this is so powerful. Your analogy is perfect. Earlier, you said you're changing the world one conversation at a time. And that's what writers do. We're changing the world one empathetic story at a time. I'm reaching one reader at a time. And I think that's part of, you know, you asked about resilience. That's part of resilience is not actually getting overwhelmed by seeing the whole thing we need to do. Like if I said, oh, I'm trying to reach, you know, millions of people or whatever the goals are, it can seem overwhelming. But to think about trying to write one incredible tale at a time or reaching one reader at a time is very feasible and can be broken down and you can get your head around it. And that's part of resilience is just focusing in on that very achievable goal right in front of you. I love it. So that was perfect because next I would love to talk about resilience. Let's talk a little bit about resilience. I mean, we know from your last visit with us that you had to overcome a lot, right? And so to get where you are today, who knew, right? That would be part of that story. But uh, tell us a little bit about resilience. 
You know, I'd love to share two things when it comes to resilience. One, I think it's so important to be open to opportunities because some of resilience is simply navigating change. There's change happening all the time. There's change happening in our individual lives, in our families, and also at the global stage. There's a lot of ambiguity and uncertainty, the geopolitical unrest. There's tons of stuff happening in the world. I don't need to tell everyone. Everyone knows we're all living it. But that idea of being able to navigate it while keeping an eye open to opportunity allows you to be a bit more, um, there's actually an, uh, an Asian, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. There's a self-defense mechanism. There's a self-defense um, school of study called Aikido, which is instead of trying to fight against something, you go with the energy. And I think that um, is an easier way to navigate change and to stay resilient. In fact, by being open to opportunities, this is what led me to be able to move from something as, um, you know, left-brained as digital technologies to right-brained as marketing, brand marketing, or um, being open to opportunities is what led me to be able to move my family, my twins, my husband and I to China for a two-year assignment. And so that's one. And then the second thing is, I think that the there's a very powerful question people can ask themselves. And if they're faced with an opportunity, they're faced with a, a, what feels like a challenge or something scary, the regret question I find to be really crystallizing. So if you ask yourself between two options, what would you regret more? It really helps you to determine whether um, what seems scary, maybe if you didn't do it, you might regret that more. I love that. That is amazing. And simple steps, right? Like a mm -hmm. couple of quick questions, you can snap yourself right out of it. So I I have seen uh, people journey uh, that didn't have a lot of resilience. And, and it seemed like they were just, you know, being smacked around in the waves of life. Uh, and then you see them later. And all of a sudden, they're like the most strongest, powerful, resilient person and um, I, you know, my only assumption can be that they they overcame. Right. And the more you overcome, the more resilient you become. So tell us a little bit about what uh, what people can do if they're not feeling so resilient and yet being called to show up that way in their life or their circumstances at this time. You know, this is such a great question, Cami, and I think it's so helpful for your audience. That you're asking these questions. The. Um, Thoughts I have, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like you've never heard of this before, but it's such a good reminder that actually success begets success. And so if you fake it till you make it and start to get little wins, it creates momentum behind your, below your sails to get you towards the direction you want to go in. And I often say this to my, I have teenage sons now, my twins are teenagers now. And I often say just, you know, Make your bed in the morning and make sure you get a great breakfast, like each one of these little steps. And then they become habits. And then the, um, you know, it just kind of things fall in place. And I think it's those little things add up to be something bigger. And that's something I really reflect on as I look back over my decades of career now and now my writing is that the little decisions and the little, you know, putting in the little bit of extra effort on my own when no one's watching, but I'm at my desk, I'm writing, I'm editing, I'm doing all the hard work has really added up to be something 
tremendous and creating, you know, giving me so much pride. I love that. I love it. And, you know, for us, it's like, you know, never give up. Right. So I feel like if you just take on that motto of like, I will never give up. I I'd like for me, it's I'll die trying. <laughs> So if I die, you'll know I was trying something. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, but I think like, you know, I love what you said, like make your dang bed, right? <laughs> like where that where's all the moms out there with the teenagers, right? They're like, they're they're praising you right now because it is that simple thing. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you have to jump from one tall building to the next. It can be these small things that build you up and give you, you know, make you stronger and give you the resilience that you need. Need. Uh, but if you never give up, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think we could talk about that all day, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you're reminding me of a quote and I can't, I don't know who to attribute it to, but someone had said people tend to um, overestimate how much they can do in a year, but underestimate how much they can do in 10. Because in 10 years, you really get to see how the little decisions you make, the positive decisions moving towards your inspiring purpose and your why really add up to be something significant. That's it. And it's, that's it right there. It's those little things. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been great. And let's talk about your new book, Orchid Blooming. So exciting. It's coming out tomorrow. I know this is just everything to you. I love, love, love the cover. Fabulous uh, book coming in after the first, which was Goodbye Orchid. Uh, this is just so fun. So tell us about it. Tell us why we need to get this book, why we should read it, and what is it going to do for us? I can't wait for you to find um, the hope and optimism on the pages of Goodbye Orchid and Orchid Blooming. So the reason Orchid is in both of their titles is the main character, Orchid Page. Let me introduce you to her. So 27-year-old Orchid Page is an entrepreneur like the women that you have on your podcast. She is a brand marketer in the beauty industry, um, but her life has really been marred by challenges and trauma. In fact, she had witnessed the death of her parents as a child, and she carries that into adulthood. It's very understandable. And in fact, in order to try to honor her mother's memory, what she wants more than anything is to win a trip to China, where her mother is from, in order to feel more connected to her ancestry. But competition is fierce. There are other people in the office who are better qualified. She needs to ramp up her advertising experience. Hence, she meets the head of an ad agency, Phoenix Walker, and he gives her the opportunity of a lifetime to mentor her, to get her the experience she needs. However, the work is in an area working with military veterans that actually is the trigger for her PTSD. And she has to decide whether she can overcome her vulnerabilities to have a chance at happiness. This is the amazing prequel that tells the behind the scenes story and the secrets of Phoenix and Orchid's relationship before they meet on page one of Goodbye Orchid in which um, all types of adventures ensue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this sounds so exciting, Carol. How fun, how fun. So what are you going to do next? Do you have another book in the in the pipeline here? This is so fun. This is going to be so Always Orchid is coming out in 2023 because, you know, this all kind of came from readers. Readers, when they read Goodbye Orchid, said they wanted to know more about the behind the scenes story. And that's why Orchid Blooming is coming out on the 13th of September. 
And then they also wanted to know what happens after the last page of Goodbye Orchid. And so the sequel is coming out next year. And I'm so excited for people to see the entire trilogy. It really is inspired by combat wounded veterans and anyone who's gone through challenges in their life will find value on the pages of these um, novels. So even though it's fiction, people tell me what they get out of these stories is, you know, optimism and hope and empathy and insight, insight into their own experiences at times, insight into other people's experiences. And so it doesn't read like nonfiction, but there are beautiful life lessons and universal truths on the pages of these novels. Oh, I love that. And for our listeners, just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you right to where you can order this amazing, amazing new book, Orchid Blooming. So let's go back a little bit. I would love to talk a little bit more about Goodbye Orchid just because I feel like I want to hear a little of the story of these awards that were coming in like crazy. So tell us about these awards. So you you published that book in 2020. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yes. And then you went on this like virtual book tour. Uh, and I, yes, I watched every bit of that and the celebrations. And then all of a sudden I started seeing these awards. So let's start there. Tell us about some of the awards that this book earned and what are your hopes for this new amazing book? Thank you for watching the journey, Cami. because Goodbye Orchid was a amazing ride. And because it was my debut novel, I didn't know what to expect. So it's truly been so heartwarming to hear the feedback from readers and reviewers. It has now won more than 16 awards. And the types of awards it's won is really meaningful. So it's won for contemporary and women's fiction. It's won for multicultural fiction because the main character, Orchid Page, is half Asian. And part of her journey is really understanding what that identity means to her. And then it's one for disability awareness. And this is really incredibly meaningful for me because the stories, even though they're not about military characters, are inspired by wounded veterans. And so um, for people in the disability community to come and tell me how much the stories mean to them, that they, um, you know, are incredibly moved by the characters, by the journey. One of the combat wounded veterans who helped me with Goodbye Orchid, Doc Jacobs, he's a Purple Heart decorated, Bronze Star Valor decorated veteran, said that not only did the story take him back to thinking about the 11 months he spent at Walter Reed Medical Center, it also deepened his own understanding of his family's experience. So his dad and his jima or his grandma had spent those 11 months at his bedside during his recovery, during his dozens of surgeries. And he had never actually thought about the experience from their perspective. But because Goodbye Orchid is written in multiple perspectives and you hear about Phoenix Walker's accident and his recovery from the point of view of his mother, of his twin brother, Caleb, of his friends, his coworkers, it actually incredibly opened up Doc's mind to what his family must have gone through on his behalf. And that wow. was enough to almost bring me to tears, feeling that the, the power of the work. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. So 16. Oh, that's amazing. And so now tell us what are, what are you looking forward to with this new book? 
Are we breaking records? Are we going for 20? (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, Orchid Blooming. So um, Goodbye Orchid, when it launched, had already won two awards before release date. So it was already multi-award winning before release date. So now here, Uh Orchid Blooming before release date has already won six awards. Oh, my gosh. I know. So it already is outpacing (laughs) Goodbye Orchid, which is unbelievable to me and just incredibly heartwarming because there's so much work that goes behind an author's life. The writing, the editing, you know, really trying to put the best story we can out there and so much focus around craft. And that takes literally years. And that's why it's been two years since Goodbye Orchid came out. It's been two years of work on Orchid Blooming. And so to have that recognition from book festivals, from awards, um, is just tremendous. I love it. This is amazing. Well, congratulations. And I will be so excited to watch as these awards come in uh, day after day. I just, and six already. Oh my gosh. That's like a writer's dream. I love it. Congratulations. It's been so fun watching your journey and, and just, you're just amazing. And I love that. Thanks so much, Cami. And I so appreciate you being such an important part of my original journey. And, you know, that you believed in me before the book had come out, before it had won all those awards, you know, and um, I loved our conversation then. I love our conversation now. And I love that we've kept in touch. It's so special for me to be able to call you my friend. Oh, I feel the same way. Thank you so much. Well, this has been fun. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners how they can find you. The one easy place to find me is my link tree. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash C-V-D-H. It gives you links to everywhere. My socials, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also places to pre-order and purchase Goodbye Orchid and Orchid Blooming. Um, places where there are giveaways and all kinds of fun things. So check it out and um, keep get in touch with me. I would love that. That is awesome. And also in case you're driving or, or walking or whatever you're doing while you're listening, just click the link in the show notes. It will take you everywhere you need to go to find Carol. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour, which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have we would love for you to join us we're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius it's going to be amazing so and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh people that could be potential guests for you on your show come on out what a great way to get exposure be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday 
We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. Oh my gosh, Carol, this has been so amazing. What an exciting journey to celebrate with you. Uh, I know we're going to be celebrating again. I just wrote it down. Always Orchid is coming next year. So I'll make sure we have a spot for that as well. But, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and we're going to share their expert zone of genius, which you have done so well. Uh, but we also tell them and promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain, that we are going to share the good, the bad and the ugly, because as women listen to you, they think, oh, she's so lucky. Oh, my gosh. Right. If we hear that one more time. And so it's so important because it's not easy. Right. It is. You do have to overcome obstacles. And the more success you desire, the more obstacles you have to overcome. And so we love to do this and share these stories. So our listeners will be inspired and encouraged that anytime they go down, anytime they feel weak or they want to give up because it gets so difficult that they can remember you and remember your stories and they can get back up. So let's do it. Are you ready? I am. Awesome. Let's tell a story about the good or the great part of your journey. Of course, there are so many stories, but there's one I'd love to highlight because I think one of the aspects of resilience and just, you know, success in general is recognizing that we're not an island and that networking and other people are incredibly important. And the story I'll share is having met um, wonderful Nadine, who is the head of Springboard Consulting. It was actually at a networking event for marketers and years and years ago. And so we just hit it off and had that feeling of kismet. And when she got to know the work and the um, the work that I was doing and the work and I got to know the work she was doing, we realized this really strong connection because Springboard Consulting that she heads up actually helps companies make sure they're um, creating meaningful work and hiring people with disabilities. And so as she got to know the work in Goodbye Orchid, she read the book, she was so moved by it. She actually, um, every year they have a massive annual conference and at the annual conference, they highlight one person as their disability hero of the year. And I remember the first conference I attended hearing the story of the disability hero of the year was so incredible. 
that what the work that um, this photographer does with kids with disabilities just moved me. And then the call came and she said, the nominating committee is putting you forward as Disability Hero of the Year for your work in Goodbye Orchid. And I couldn't believe it. (laughs) And um, it is, I mean, yes, it's the power of networking, but it's also the power of all of that, you know, everything we've talked about during this podcast, you know, the the day-to-day work, the perseverance, the optimism, that all adds up and for it to culminate in this incredible recognition that is a moment I will never forget. That is amazing. Wow. Oh my gosh. Talk about reaping rewards of, right, of the seeds you plant and the work you do and the courage, right? Because it, it takes a lot of courage after you get that book written to put it out there. And then, and then people are watching you, right? I love, I just love that. And they see who you are and what you're about. I'm not surprised, but I love that story. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, here we go. Now nah, that was great. But now we have to tell a story about the bad. We'll save the ugly for last, but let's just tell a story about the bad part of the journey. Listen, when I think about the bad, I think about, and this is a good lesson for everyone. Um, I think about the waiting that I waited too long to start things that I could have started sooner. I always, you know, when I started in my career, I thought, well, there's these other interesting things I'd like to do. I love my career. I love my company, incredibly purpose-driven. However, there are other things I'd like to do. I'll do them in retirement. That's what I said to myself, as if life was going to happen at some later point, instead of just being fully present and celebrating the now. And that was the big unlock for me is overcoming that bad of just waiting, waiting until retirement to say, why not now to um, talk to somebody I admired and say, I'd actually love to serve on your board of trustees someday that what I thought I was planting a seed for five years later actually came to fruition within weeks. And then, you know, thinking that I would wait and write in my retirement But then um, because of, you know, writing as a place for solace for myself, actually creating a book that now is published, you know, without having to wait. And so I do think there's something about just grabbing the now, clarifying your why and just starting, starting with those baby steps that are going to build up to something amazing that you'll be so proud of. I love that. And you're still young enough to enjoy it and run with it, right? Imagine, you know, once you start thinking about retirement and you're thinking about winding down, it's like this mental thing. It shouldn't be, but it is, right? The way society is. Oh, that's amazing. And such great advice too. Like, what are you saving yourself for, right? You could have it all right now in this moment. And it's even sweeter because it's a part of something even bigger, I love that. I think we're more intentional too. Wouldn't you agree we can get more done when we're busy? I always say that, but the busier people get the most done. It's true. The busier people get more work too. And that's when it it is really helpful to know your why so that you can decide what you want to spend your time on. Yes, for sure. I love that. All right. That's been fun. But now we have to talk about the ugly. (laughs) To me, the ugly, when I think back, it's like my own version of imposter syndrome, feeling like the expertise was in someone else, that someone else had the answer. Someone else had the answer for how do you write a good book or 
you know, um, what's a good design. And those are true. I mean, it absolutely, we should learn from other people's expertise, but also not to allow that to, um, not believe in our own expertise. And so instead of, you know, going from, you know, workshop to workshop or asking other people, realizing that my own perspective, my own judgment, and my experiences over a lifetime are, are just as valuable as anyone else's. And that actually I have probably the best sense of my own, what's called literary voice, how I, you know, frame my prose and my eye for design. Once I really understood the power of that, that actually has unlocked so much. And this is what's resulted. Some of the awards you're talking about, the um, now between the two books, it's 20 plus awards. Some of the awards have been for design. And that's not my trained area of expertise, but I certainly have had a lot of experience having worked with some of the best agencies in the world. And so it's really incredible to me to, you know, and it continues to be honestly a, a reminder to myself to not give in to that imposter syndrome, but to remember that, that my own expertise is incredibly valuable and has generated this, you know, this body of creative work now is encouragement I would give everyone out there. That is so beautiful because it is, we become experts because of our experiences. It does, it's not like a day that's waiting to come that you're there. Someone comes and grants this crown upon you and says, you're an expert. Every time you do something great or something new, even we could be an expert in what not to do. Right. So, but it's within those experiences. And that is such a great reminder coming from you who have achieved so much to say, Yes, I still sometimes have a drive-by with imposter syndrome, right? And you have to shake yourself out of that. I love that so much. That is such an amazing thing to talk about to anyone who's doing anything in the world. So, oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. Anything else exciting you want to share before we say our final words? Listen, there's one thing we haven't had a chance to talk about. And um, I would just say, I feel like one other aspect that is great for everyone to keep in mind, because I think so much of um, our conversation has been celebrating the individual success, but also I just want to recognize that we are a collective whole. And I think that um, humanity together is incredibly powerful and we can just really use that as a force for good. I love that. Thank you for that. And I don't want to forget to mention that if you're listening today, you can download the first chapter for free uh, of this amazing book. So uh, there's a link in the show notes. Just click the link and you can get your get on your way. You don't have to wait. You can get on your way to that first chapter until you can get that book ordered. So this has been amazing. Carol, before we say goodbye, I would love for you to answer this question for me. It's a fill in the blank. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. The world would be a better place if more people would really celebrate and relish the experiences and the time we spend with each other over material goods. I have learned that myself, probably the hard way, having a house full of things I don't always need. And I think um, 
that it's so much more important to just cherish the, our loved ones, our family, our friends, our experiences and our time. I love that. Well, this has been amazing. Thank you again so much for being with us today. Congratulations again on your second amazing book. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.